0: Also the price, want a slice, got the roll dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got the roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, yeah. I'm married to this guy, that's who I made my wife, said I die alone, I told that she probably right, one thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life, got a safe that's full of frankness and a shoulder full of stripes, don't know it like myself I say self-made, meaning I designed myself County Jeff. Welcome to another episode of Larro Talk This is episode 19 of season 2 I want to shout out to Tam for hopping on the last episode I know it's been a minute um, But if, I hope everybody was able to hop, uh, tap into that episode um, That was a deep, deep um, episode of Tam Basically her life experience And you know, kind of the stuff she's been going through um, It's very emotional, very deep So make sure y'all tap into it Um, So that's probably one of my top, uh, it is one of my top listening episodes, so make sure y'all top into that. Um, Today, I got uh, some special guests on the show today. Um, Fellas, if you guys want to introduce yourselves.
1: Yeah, my name is Sean Jones, uh, one of Trey's uncles.
2: Yeah. Live out in Washington, D.C., and yes, sir. Appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, I'm Donnie. Uh, I've been on the show multiple
0: times. I was my brother. uh, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio yes sir and i appreciate both of you guys it's kind of a last minute uh uh podcast but uh podcast is being for america so um it's been on my my mind for the last couple of days and i reached out to these fellas to to see if they wanted to touch base on that uh, topic and um i don't think it's a better two fellas to two men to hop on this uh on this episode so we're gonna get right into it because i know you guys it's pretty late so um the first question i have for you guys is how long have you guys been working in corporate america yes yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in first uh maybe been the
1: elder statesman with this particular topic um it's been about 26 years for me um total being in and out of corporate america and uh so yeah it's a blessing
2: and then for me, I've been in it since I graduated college. So I graduated in twenty sixteen. So was it twenty twenty two now? So what is that about six years going on seven? So yeah, about almost seven years in
0: corporate America. Okay, and I think Go I've on. been I think I'm five five to six years uh in corporate America. Um, and I just want us to I guess, like I said, this episode was on my heart just to speak about it because I think that yes. we go through a lot of experiences as black men um, mm-hmm. and going and, and, and being in corporate America. Um, so just kind of uh, piggybacking off that briefly, what are the pros of being um, being black in corporate America? Um, I'll
2: go first. I mean, some of the pros of being black, I mean, you, you kind of get to... You're you're standing out, but you're not standing out in a negative way. I mean, I kind of take it as you being one of the few. So I take pride in being, you know, um, the only or one of of, a few um, black people in a room full of, you know, corporate people that are majority white or, you know, other races. Uh, So I take a lot of pride in being able to, you know, be one of those people that can represent, you know, my community in corporate America and show, you know, the people that I'm working with that, you know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not all a negative connotation that's associated with black people and our ability to work and our ability to think and use our minds. Um, I take pride in being able to, you know, speak well, but never losing, you know, who I am to the core of me and, and you know, selling myself out uh, as right. well. So I take pride in being able to be myself and standing out, but also being able to represent, you know, my community and kind of take away the negative connotation that's associated with black people, especially from the white perspective
0: uh, in corporate America. That's a good answer, my boy.
2: Appreciate what, you,
0: bro. What about you? Uh... Yeah, I think um kind
1: of piggyback on what Donnie said, because he's essentially talking about the, the uniqueness of, of being one of the only and kind of setting the stage and setting the standard. What I love about being black uh, in corporate America is our ability to kind of see barriers to advancement and to other things that are that white people really can't see. Mm-hmm. And uh, us being able to kind of navigate based off of our experiences, our upbringing really prepares us for a lot of things that we go through in corporate
0: America. So I think yeah. that's a, that's a blessing too uh, with being black um, you know in the workforce. yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel I think just to pick it back off what you guys is, uh, Donnie said a lot about the community um you know just being black like we you know oh we supposed to be drug dealers or we you know we supposed to be doing this and doing that um and it's just basically um setting the example or 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 raising the standards um from you know people thinking that of black people um i think that's the pride and the joy of being able to be in a room where like, damn, am I really, you thinking, like, am I really supposed to be here? But knowing that you are supposed, you know, that you are supposed to be here because of, you know, your story and what you've been through and what you've done to to get to this point. Um, so I think that uh, it, it's, it's definitely a blessing, um, but uh, it's definitely also how you deal with that situation, too, and, and you know, helping people out, because that's what it's about. Um, you know, helping people not get to exactly where you are, but. Um, you know, to like I said, just to set that example of you know, you don't have to be a drug dealer, you don't have to gang bang, you don't have to do these things. Um, it's just the standards that 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 we want to, you know, that we want to make on a, on African American um, men and women. Um, you know, just creating that example. Um, and then what are the cons? Like, um, I know we, I know all of us have probably dealt with at least one situation where. It's maybe diff- been some um, discrimination or anything like that. But what are the cons for you guys? I think for me, I'll go first on this one, Johnny. I think it's okay. the
1: the challenges that are invisible to white people, Um like you know the the privilege that white people you know kind of walk around with that makes them blind to things that that we go through. Mm-hmm. You know that they don't even think exists. You know, I've talked to some of my white colleagues and told them some of the challenges that I'm facing or that I have faced and they have literally, literally no idea. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's not that to be honest with the ones that I, I've interacted with, not because they don't want to know. They just don't think about little things that we go through individually or collectively. Right. One of the issues we might have is if you are a six foot African American male with, a, with an athletic bill, you are seen as a threat. You are seen as a threat before you even open your mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Just,
1: just because of the way you look physically, like your stature alone. Yeah. You are deemed as, as a threat. You know, not even because not because of your knowledge, you know, or lack thereof, but because of how you look. So that's a that's a that that that's a that's a con and uh that's a challenge and an obstacle that uh, that we have to overcome daily. And all the stigmas that go along with four of us gathering together or two or three of us gathering together. They think that we are, when I say they, white people think that we are talking about something other than work. You know? But if you got three or four white people congregating together in the lobby, then people walk by them and think they're talking about business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, So it, it's a lot of that too. So,
2: yeah. You know? for, for me, um, just to kind of piggyback a little bit off of just the invisible challenges uh, that the was talking about, just... <clears throat> you know, kind of the saying that is, got to be twice as good to get mm. half as far, right? You know, the cliche. Yeah. But that really is true. I mean, I'm just thinking about just my, my tenure and my career over the last seven years and, you know, different companies and uh, and jobs that I wasn't able to get just based on not having, uh, not that I wasn't qualified, I was overqualified for the position, but I think it has something to do with discrimination. And then I found out the person that was getting the job was, uh, you know, a white person or and Whatever the case may be. So it's a lot of times I have to work really, I feel like a lot harder to get something that maybe a white person uh, or a white woman would get, you know, a little bit easier. So the saying of, you know, having to be twice as good as a person that you're overqualified against is really true. And you see that in corporate America when it comes to, you know, promotions and, you know, the 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 leash that you're on as a black man going into a company is a lot shorter than would be of a white man. So I, I have to go into my job. I work in sales, so I'm always a top performer because I am so fearful of not, if I'm not a top performer, then my job security is on the line. Right. Right. So because of that, I feel like I have to, you know, be obsessive with my work and, you know, kind of be, you know, the best that there is. And, and undoubtedly, you know, not one of the top performers. So that way I have to be more of an asset to them. So that way that I can keep my job. As opposed to, you know, maybe a white person or a white woman not having that same type of pressure to go to work every single day and deal with, man, I gotta, I have to be number one, and it's not right. like you don't have, you don't have an option if you, you know, oh, I finish, I finish in the top 50, top 50 for me, and top 50 for a white person would be completely different um, in my eyes, and I've experienced that, you know, going into work multiple times, which is why I make sure that, you know, I'm a top performer, but it is a lot of pressure. And it's kind of unspoken that, um, that that pressure that you have to, to go under each day.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, just to piggyback off that is just as far as you said, putting prices, you know, the work. Um, It's just like you really on uh, you on edge, you kind of like on thin ice right when you, you know, say you do get the job. You you know, you know that you on thin ice, you know that you you know that you have to work um, mm. 10 times harder to, to keep your position. Um, and then also, you know, it's words, rumors, all that stuff goes around and work, you know, just, you know, office talk, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. you also have to, you know, keep your name clear and everything like that. So I think the biggest con is just, yeah, just having that, that chip on your shoulder um, and knowing that you are good as you, good or better than, you know, everybody or at that position um, right. or anything like that as well. So I think it's just, yeah, just that, that chip on your shoulder. And um, and it's really not a con to have a chip on your shoulder trying harder. And it's just you being good at somebody and not getting the same exact opportunity, um, like promotions and, you know, all that stuff. Like, all that stuff comes into play. And I think um, that I, I've been a top salesman uh, in my region and everything like that. And somebody else got the job where they was, like, bottom... 20, you know what I mean? So how, how does that work? You know what I mean? So um it's just putting that uh and and like I said, have that chip on your shoulder. So do you guys feel uh like we are seeing more blacks in leadership roles? Um or 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 you guys are not seeing that? What do you think?
2: Um I think that I have seen more you know, people of color and, you know, more management roles, uh, leadership roles. Um, just, of uh, just over the last couple of years, I've seen that increase. Um, but like I said, it go, goes back to the, you know, twice as good to get half as far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like that the, the hoops and the, the barriers that they had to go through in order to get in those positions is, uh, is, is very difficult. And also, um, a lot of rules have been set in place through HR with, you know, um, discrimination laws and things of that nature making it uh so that companies have to sort of have a black face or have somebody Mm -hmm. that is that is of uh, you know african descent or you know a minority um in in totality so that way it looks good for the company so i think that that is a part of it as well i don't think it's that that all um black men and black women just started to become good at their jobs in corporate america i think that we've always been great i think that we've always been able to be successful and, and, and exceed in our fields but it's just now that it's kind of pushed regulations and laws and the company doesn't look good so now you have to make sure your image is, is upholding to, to the society and so what's going on in the world so I also think that has a lot to do with
0: the the increase in, in black people in, in in positions of power yeah you see a, you see a lot of companies like uh, when it was like police brutality and all that stuff was going on you know, you've seen, you know, more businesses, more companies, um, you know, um, basically uh, putting stuff out there like, no, you know, Black Lives Matter and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I think to piggyback off what you were saying, Donnie, it was just some of them were sincere, I can say, you mm-hmm. know, but some of them was just like, if I, what type of company do we look like? You know, are we supporting, you know, Black Lives We got Black people working for us if we're not supporting their thoughts and how they feel, um, you know, are we in the wrong? Are we on the other side? You know? Um, and I think that, I think that those companies do that, um, because it just protect their company, protect your brand at all costs. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what those companies do. Um, so I think that, that, I think leaders are happening in, in the leadership roles are happening, um, because of that. Like you mm-hmm. said, Donnie, if you're not, if there's not a black person on board, um, then we look racist. We look like um, we don't want black people. or Black people can't work for us. So um, yes. I think that we are seeing more roles. I mean, we have a a, what, a vice president that's black. Um, you know, Obama was a president. You know, so we're seeing yes. different things happen, you know, slowly but surely. Um, but we're also still going through. Um, discrimination and, and like I said, promotions and not be able to get promotions or jobs um, based on you know, um, right, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, um, to answer the question, I think that it has improved. I mean, it's been slowly, but it also depends on what industry you are in because mm-hmm. because um, you know we are still, you know, at large we are still fighting against a lot of we can see stereotypes and notions that we can't be good leaders. And un- unfortunately what we got to continue to chip away at is the notions and stereotypes that we perpetuate, you know what I mean? Within our own community. So we got to be careful and we have to be also be supportive of those that are trying to progress and move into those leadership roles. We got to support each other mm-hmm. and uh, continue to build each other up. So I think the change uh, is happening. It's slowly i think we got to continue to push and work the cause to support each other because we have a social responsibility to our communities as Donnie talked about earlier and to one another that's very very important that we continue to uplift each other
0: right mm-hmm. and
1: edify each other and let's let's just change that narrative and uh but, but, but yeah it's happening but slowly
0: yeah do you I'll guys
2: be... go ahead Donnie? I think that that was a good point that you just made about the support uh, of the of the black people that are in the leadership roles. A lot of times, us as a community, and this is not to downplay us, this is just reality and how life is, we get um, somebody that's high up in the company, and then the people that are lower in that company will talk about or, you know, kind of pick on or say like, oh, he a sellout or something like that, or he this, so he did that. Because he's in that leadership role, instead of supporting that role and just being happy that we are being, um, our image is going to be a part of this company. Instead of we not being uh, represented at all by any number, now we have a number and the person that's in that position, it's like you slick hating on them and you like, you don't want them to be in that position. But this is progress for us and we don't look at it like that. We look at it like, well, why did he get that? He did that because of this or he's there because he's he, he kissed up to so-and-so or he mm-hmm. did instead of just being supportive and happy for a person of color having a position of power.
1: Yeah. Right. I, I, I call that the private workplace uh, assassination. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have people in your workplace assassinating you, uh, unfortunately, sometimes those people do share the same hue and skin tone as you and they, again, they perpetuate some of the stereotypes and they, they bring you down uh, and all you trying to do is, is move the needle. Right. You know? So, so yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I feel like uh yeah, y'all that was some good points there. Um especially what Donnie said as far as having those people of color up there and and you hating and oh they didn't deserve that and blah 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 blah. I think that's the worst thing to do um far as if you're trying to build, you know, um, you know, what we got going now. Um it's kind of really just taking steps backwards, you know. Um, because, you know, people, white people or you people of any other color besides us or, you know, other people deal with some of the things that we deal with as well. But, um, speaking on the Caucasian, they stick together. Right. Right. Um, and you have, um, Arabians, they stick, they stick together, um, you know, um, and they build in a community, um, and they build stores and, you know, we know them for corner stores and gas stations and all that stuff, but they stick in a community and they build each other up. It's um, like uh, the Asians You know, it, it, it's It's all of, the, of the, in, in the Yeah, the all that stores, yeah. You know, and they build And I think that in uh, Americans, that we have to Like y'all said, continue to build each other up Because if we're not building each other up Who will, you know what I mean And that person will lose this spot And then the Caucasians take over And now we, you know We are where we are, you know Now we're right. starting all over Or we You know finding a different field to to you know to progress in so um, if i could add interject and add one more piece
1: not only should we build each other up but we should bring each other up so once we get in these leadership roles it is our job as i talked about earlier the social responsibility it is our job to go back down and grab somebody Mm -hmm. somebody who's trying to be on the same trajectory you know that you are on go back and provide that mentorship and bring them along. Don't just feel like, okay, you got there and you sitting here and now that's the end.
0: Mm-hmm. You, have,
1: you have a responsibility to go back and bring somebody up. You know how hard it was.
0: Mm-hmm. So show right. some love and bring somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, even if even if it's words of encouragement, because I know my uncle, you know, he keeps it real and you know he be doing this for a long time. Um, And even just his words of encouragement and, you know, some of the things that he's went through. I know Donnie, we've talked a million times about a lot of stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, you know, verbally talking to even the younger kids about, you know, what the positive thing is, the right thing to do. Um, So, yeah, far as bringing people up, I think that verbal is is just as important as well. Showing them. Showing them. Um, that, you know, you don't have to do all this other stuff that's going on. So I think that's definitely important. And I'm I'm glad you uh, highlighted that again about that.
2: Yeah, that's Um, huge.
0: And I want to just interject one
2: more piece about that. It's also like the whole, everybody wants to have this whole story of how I made it from nothing. I made it from the mud. I got it out of the mud and figured it out on my own. And you want this whole struggle to success type of story. Um, And I think that a lot of times when people do make it to that success from the struggle, that they just try to erase the blueprint and be like, well, I figured it out. So you got to figure it out as well. Right. And we don't we don't we don't think we think that, well, I'm not going to help. It's almost like I'm going to do everything to not help you. everything that's in my power. I'm really going to I really want you to stay there because I want you to have it as hard as I did because I went through so many obstacles and jumped through so many hoops. And I want you to go through so many hoops because you don't deserve it if, if you didn't go through those hoops. And that's just not how it should be. Just like if you grow up with, you know, privileged parents and they and they give you a head start, that's how life is supposed to be. People are you're not supposed to do everything by yourself. It's a it's a world of people so that we can have help. So I think that that's also important that people try to they get that power, and then power makes people. It don't change people. It makes people more who they are, and they show you their true colors by you know trying to take the ladder away off that window
0: so you can't get up into that window as well. Right. They cut it off like you said. A lot of people don't even want you to get to where they at so they're not even like you said, they're not even going to teach you not a lick of nothing. You're going to have to do this how I got it. So right. I think yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Do y'all feel like black people are a threat to, to some of these higher up um, you know, Caucasian folks in corporate America? Do you think that um, like we're a threat to them? I-
1: I, I'll take this one first, Donnie if you don't mind. I,
0: I think I think I
1: think we actually can be. And I know it has been said that an intelligent African American is, you know, a threat to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that our experiences that we go through really equip us in, in way equip us in ways that a lot of other ethnicities and races just cannot relate to. Mm-hmm. And it makes us more successful our head is on a swivel more and just makes us more prepared so when you couple our our upbringing with the knowledge and the education that we gained along the way man people just feel threatened
2: and you experience it all the time you know so uh so yeah i think there's some truth to that yeah definitely definitely truth to it i mean people figuring out I mean, we are, the, a lot of the times, we are the culture. A lot of the stuff is taken from from our culture, our, our style, and, and made into something that is, you know, kind of whitewashed, right? So they understand that really we kind of can run everything, but they also understand that a lot of the times they can manipulate our minds and make us feel, you know, lower than. So that way, if, if, but if you, ha- if you find somebody that's, you know, one of the, the, the few percentage of people that can wiggle through that manipulation and understand it, I can do this and I can probably do it way better than you and make it look better. That's it. That's a definite threat right there. Cause I'm going to walk in here. I go into my job. I'm going to, I'm going to be dressed really well. And then I'm going to talk really well. And then I'm gonna have all the knowledge and everything to back everything I got. I'm not just in here cause I look good. and Cause I got a nice smile. I'm in here because I, right. I, I'm educated and I can outdress you and I can <laughs> outdo all this. With yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stop I can doing. do everything better than you. You feel what I'm saying? So that's yeah. definitely a threat. But that's why I said at the beginning of this conversation that, you know, I walk in with pride and my chest out because I know you hate me. I know Ooh. you don't really like me. But I'm, but you going you gotta pay me. You gotta I'm gonna make sure I'm number one. You feel me? Like I'm gonna have that, you know, that that confidence that I think a lot of black people have is that that confidence and that demeanor that's like, man, this, this me and this who I am and I'm and I'm better than you. And not better than you in a sense where, like, I think I'm
1: right. you know, a, above person, nobody and I'm, yeah, I'm right, snooty right, or
2: right. anything like that. But it's that right. confidence and that demeanor that we all have as black men, black women to walk into a room and just have that, that essence and that energy. Well, so I think that that definitely isn't there for sure. Well, at
1: the end of the day, Dunny, we cannot be marginal and highly successful. Mm-hmm. We can't be. Those two things cannot exist when you are African American in corporate America. You cannot be. Successful, highly successful, but marginal. Anytime you see somebody that's black and they at the top, they earn that. They work right. that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of their network. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It wasn't because of their parents or it wasn't because of somebody handing them something. Man, they work for it. We cannot sit around the workplace and say, Oh, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to do this. Right. That that has a shelf life in our lives. Right. But but some people that don't look like us can say, Ah, uh, you guys, you guys know I don't know what I'm doing. I got coworkers that say that all the time. Be laughing. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is. I don't know. I can't say that.
0: You got (laughs) to figure it out.
1: I I can't say it twice. (laughs) I can't say it twice. I know that. (laughs) I can say it once, maybe. They say it every day. You got I don't know how. And get promoted. (laughs) (laughs) And be your manager. Right. How are you managing me? And we train them. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta train you by the way I apply for the job and you don't know how to do you got it and I gotta train <laughs> you
0: yeah. is, is crazy we, can, <laughs> we cannot be marginal man that is crazy that's so true that is so true <laughs> wow so yeah. I was so I was reading up on something um, before we got on air um, and um, it said blacks are more ambitious than white people um, I mean, that, that kind of follows through kind of what you guys were just saying about, you know, uh poking your chest out and you know, knowing that you belong here and um, you know, as far as the swag, the dressing, you know, um, just the personality too, you know, um where we come from, um, you know, we crack jokes, you know, we funny, we we people that wanna be around, um, we people that you wanna be around, right? Um mm-hmm. and you do have, you know, some people that, you know, lazy and you know um but our ambition is is what makes us different um and like I said that's kind of kind of what you guys are saying so um that I don't have too much to say about um the threat um because you guys kind of really tackled that to be honest with you so um have you have you ever quit your job or thought about quitting your job over discrimination?
1: Um, I haven't quit my job, but I have um pivoted and looked for something else to do within with 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 within that organization. So mm-hmm. I haven't left the job, the actual job altogether, like the agency or, or 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 the corporation. But I
2: have pivoted and made another move. Okay. Yeah. And for me, I I mean I've experienced definitely discrimination. I've never. I mean, I've quit jobs, for sure, in my career, but I've never left the sole reason for discrimination. I think that a lot of the times when I've even experienced some sort of discrimination, it was very passive-aggressive. So, to the point where... if you know, you take that to HR or you go to take that to the next level. It's like, well, I didn't, you know, Donnie, I was just joking or I was just, <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah. You know how that is. So the passive aggressiveness, but you can, but you, us as black men, we understand when it's, when it's, when it's loaded, right? When it's something behind what you really said or, or what do you mean by that? But then you looked at as the angry black man. If you react to something, mm-hmm. else, passively, aggressively approached to you or, or brought to your attention or said to you in any type of environment. So it's like working in corporate America, it's the unseen rule They're like, all right, you just keep it quiet. You need your job. You know, you got the benefits, you got 401k and things of that nature. And you also got a family or you got, you got bills that you have to pay. So you understand and you swallow uh, uh, some of your pride and, and just kind of deal with what you got to deal with. And we also do that because we're, we're used to doing that, not even just in corporate America, in life in general. In mm-hmm. school, uh, me and Larvis play football, so uh, different teams that you're on to keep your scholarship. I can't beat this white boy up because he said look so because he you know he said something that was a little bit passive aggressive because then my family can't pay for the college. You know what I'm saying? So he right. can. Mm-hmm. And if I get kicked out of school, I gotta go be a statistic now. And he and he gets the opportunity to still live his life and, and be a trust fund baby or whatever the case may be. So yeah that's basically my piece on it. But yeah. I
1: want one more thing, real quick, um um, Larvo. So, <laughs> Dunny was talking about microaggressions. Basically, we deal mm-hmm. with a, we deal with a lot of that. Yeah, and that's a whole other art form that people have perfected in order to interact with us. So it's the it's the no eye contact when they're talking to us. Mm-hmm. It's the don't it's the don't put something in your
2: hand. You
1: know what I'm saying? It's it's the it's the CC somebody on an email,
2: an you know, mm-hmm. email, the email. <laughs> to whom <laughs> it may concern? Oh yeah, okay. right, you're <laughs> a, Oh, you talking about a, me?
1: You know, it, it's it's the adding your supervisor on an email that they sending you. You're like, yo, why are you adding him? Right. I oh, got that you. happened it's, to it's, awesome. it's a lot of microaggressions that have be have been perfected and become an art form, in and of themselves, that we have to navigate. And and kumbaya, you yeah, know, and mm-hmm. acquiesce. And it's just not cool. It's not. But we, but, but we figured it <laughs> out. We know when you ain't, you're not dealing with us and you don't want to deal with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So,
1: But it, it's just crazy, though.
0: So that's, that's what I wanted to add to that. I appreciate you adding it. Because we pick up on that stuff quick, too. Um, oh, yeah. It, it just because, like Donnie said, like, when you, you know, first of all, me personally, when I walk up in any job, or I'm always um, aware of everything. Like, I, you know, like you said how you know Caucasian people sometimes they have these jokes where they're not funny right I mean they're funny to them right but they're not funny to us it's really racist you know and we deal with that a lot you know Mm -hmm. and like you said we can't we can't show that other side of like this crazy black man but we also I me personally I show the side where like nah I'm not the one like just don't you know just don't and I might pull them to the side or something like that but you know, like that wasn't, you know, that wasn't cool. You know what I mean? To have that conversation respectfully, um, right. but that happens a lot, and I and I see it. It doesn't happen a lot to me, but I know that it happens a lot in corporate America, um, mm-hmm. just because you know, you know, sometimes white people just don't see offense to some of the things that they say until you actually tell them. Um, right. That. And then, um, just for me to answer the question yeah. job over discrimination, um, I feel like you can't force me out of uh, my job, right? Like I really have to do something to get fired or I just be part of you know, that company. Um, but no, I would definitely never quit my job um, over discrimination. And if I do, we go into court and it's going, you know what I'm saying? I'm suing for a, a millions, you know what I mean? But that's not the type of um, job that I want to, you know, um, put, be a part of anyway. So, um, I would definitely have some words and, you know, if, if it came to that, then I would, you know, um, had that discussion with HR and, you know, they probably wouldn't want me to leave because then they don't want to have that, that name, that, that image on their company. So, um, yeah. but I wouldn't just, just bounce though. Um, so, um, do you feel like during the hiring process should, uh, should, should the color be necessary? Like, you know, when you fill out applications, I know you guys probably haven't did this in a while, but filling out applications, um, should color even be a situation during that process? Um,
2: I always, I mean, I, I've always wondered why it is, you know, something that I need to check to tell you if I'm Hispanic or Black, African-American or, or whatever the case may be, if I'm mixed or whatever, whatever I am race-wise, because... What does that have to do with the job description? What does that have to do with you know um, me being able to do the job function well? Um, mm-hmm. But then I understand it from the perspective of you know a demographic and like I was talking about earlier with HR and having you know kind of like a quota. We got to have at least five blacks working, so they're like, all right, we ain't gonna we gonna put them to the back of the list because they don't fit the criteria, right? Mm-hmm. But I never understood why they, why that was really even necessary. Um, I guess it depends on the industry or the job as well. I just like the jobs that I've worked. I've been I've, I've been in sales um, since for my entire career. So for my career, my path, I don't think that it's necessarily necessary for me to tell you if I'm black or if I'm white before I come into this interview. Like, why does that matter? If I if I can do the job function, I should be able to get the job. If I'm the best person for the job, regardless of color, um, I think that I should get the job. I think that that helps them to. um, kind of fish through the resumes a little bit as well. Um, And they probably won't ever say that or or the people that are, are are looking at the the resumes before they come in to to call somebody for an interview. But I think that that's kind of a, a, another unspoken thing uh, when, when
0: uh, going through the hiring process. Yeah. And I think, um, so I just got hired on uh, at this bank and my boss she she told him. she asked me uh last week she said uh she said you know why i hired you trey and i said why because i'm black <laughs> and she was like no she said your demeanor um you know you came in during the interview you know like donnie said you poked your chest out and you know you're confident when you speak um you know you dress well you smell good you know and and you you can sell yourself because that's with the hiring process that's what the interview process is basically selling yourself in exactly um and in saying the right things and i think me and donnie worked worked in some of the at the same one of the same places where that helped us you know um with interviews after you know jobs after that job so mm-hmm. um but yeah just the demeanor and and walking in there like you own the place and i know my uncle do that he he fresh you know he he keep he keep a fresh suit you know um but that's his demeanor because you know when he come in to any room he won't he that attention is given you know not because um this is what i want y'all to do it's just it's just demanded because that's what black men do in general right and right. you know if you dress well you that's just what's gonna happen so Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was funny when she, she, when she said that, but I did appreciate, you know, you know, those kind words because I'm thinking like Donnie said, like, you got to hire some black people around here because it's going to look weird, you know? So that's why I made that comment. So yeah. Yeah. And I know Unc you haven't did the hiring process in a while, but do you think that the color matters when, when marking on that application or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so it's it's been a minute since I've had to. Well, I mean, I interviewed about a year ago for for a new position, a new position. But um, I think it does matter. I think it. I think we could probably do some research, and there's probably a case study out there or something out there that kind of talks about the origin of why race was introduced um, in an application or in in a hiring process. But what we all know is. There have been other tactics employed to discriminate and figure out who's who. You know, mm-hmm. people people now will will Google you. You know, they'll look at your your Facebook. They'll look at your Instagram to see uh, if you are African American or what ethnicity you what ethnicity you are. People will also look at your name. You know, some of these names you can't get away from. My name is D'Shon. You know, in all likelihood, that's an African American male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, <laughs>
2: without checking any boxes for
1: it. <laughs> right no, no no research there it is you know, it's a given like in geometry you know so but i i do believe that um there was probably some discrimination undertone at least when when this when this was when this was um first instituted i wouldn't be surprised you know that that's something that we should all look up at some point so mm-hmm. but yeah it, it definitely definitely plays a factor
0: uh i, I would say for sure yeah so I got I got a few more questions for y'all. I know it's pretty late for y'all over there. Um, Colin Kaepernick. So, um, would you put your career on the line for for equal rights um, like he did? No. No. Why?
1: I don't have Colin Kaepernick's money. D- Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I can't. I would. Um, uh, I, I I wouldn't do that today. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not there with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's be clear. When 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 Colin Kaepernick did what he did and continues to do what he what, what he do, I mean the man was already a millionaire and he could you know he could take some risk. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. today take that risk. I mean I'm still trying to establish the legacy that I want to leave behind and uh, put that intergenerational wealth um, platform in place. And I'm not there yet. So so again, Colin Kaepernick had a great deal of success and commas, you know, in the bank account before before he made some of the moves that he made. Not saying that he would not have otherwise uh did that, but like Kanye said, we'll we'll never know. Correct.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: about you, Donnie? So, um, I don't know, like Deshaun was saying, I don't I don't think that I would I'm not in the position to I don't have millions of dollars so if I take a knee I'm, I'm still good for the rest of my life um, you understand I do understand standing up for equality and, and doing things to, to change um, but I think that there's ways to do that um, and still keep your employment um, you can be an activist and you can be you know strong in your beliefs and still keep a roof over your head and feed your family as well um, I think that it was, dra- I mean, you believe what you believe in. I, I know that black people have been treated correct or incorrectly or unjustly for, you know, for hundreds of years. Um, but him taking that stand, if you look at it, how much good did that do for the community of black people in the long run? Um, and he lost his job and his ability to, to do what he loved to do, money or not he can't do what he loves to do anymore at, at the highest level because of him standing up. And the changes that I don't know what he's done uh, or I haven't really investigated or, or researched it to the extent that I should have, but just looking how the world is and how police brutality is still going on and how black people still getting treated, how they always been getting treated. I think that we would need more of a plan and system in place to for me to quit my job and how we really gonna change this? We just gonna you just mad and you want to take a knee and, and now you about to lose your money and and now nothing is gonna happen and you just out of a job. I would I would be more cautious uh, to how I would approach that situation.
0: Right. But
2: I do believe in standing up for what you believe in, you know, and standing on you know your your belief system as a man and as a woman in general. But as far as I mean, you know, I'm just not. I'm not gonna do that without a plan. I'm a I'm a, I'm a planner type of person. I'm not just gonna do something off a whim, especially
0: something like that, right? Because so, I because kind of how I think is like why LeBron ain't did it. It's a reason why LeBron right. ain't did that. He's one of the mm-hmm. biggest athletes, you know. But you know, LeBron so still when LeBron supports the cause. He mm-hmm. like I
2: just said, like you, it's ways to keep your keep your job. I know LeBron is proud to be black. I know LeBron is supporting causes and probably didn't donate it. Uh, to many charities and been uh, some sort of an activist to an extent in many regards Um, but he's still uh, LeBron James and uh, playing for the Lakers and got all of his deals and billionaire Mm -hmm. and and building his legacy with Bronny and his other son and his wife and his daughter as well so he also understands that because he understands that the people that he's trying to fight for necessarily aren't going to fight for him like that. They're not gonna feed his family if his if his family on the street.
0: You right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta right. look
2: at it as that. Just like we was talking about earlier, black people don't be sticking together. So it's hard for me to go out on a on on a plank when I'm gonna be the only person on this plank. And then when I fall down into the water, I'm not even sure that none of you all going jump in the water with me. I don't think or or I don't know for sure that y'all gonna help me, you know what I'm saying?
0: Um, in my time of need. So that's my piece yeah right well yeah i, I feel that y'all kind of with that one too um but yeah and i also want to say to you know my caucasian listeners um that we know not all white people are you know uh discriminate um we know you know we know all black people ain't the same either you know so um i think at the end of the day us speaking is just our experience, um, uh, where we come from, and some of the things that we've been through. Um, like I said, we're not titling every Caucasian to be, uh, the negative things that you know that we spoke of, or not even the negative things, the real stuff that we, you know, that we spoke of. Um, because you know, people might feel some type of way, um, because the truth hurts sometimes. And you know, <clears throat> I do these podcasts, and I've did one, you know, uh, black and white thing before, but. Um, is to to be aware, um, to kind of mm-hmm. know what's going on, um, because you know some white people work at a job where it's just all white people, so you'll never understand um, where black people mm-hmm. are coming from in these situations. So this podcast mm-hmm. and this episode is for you guys and other you know black people to understand, you know, <clears throat> you know where we come from and where we want to be. Um, right. And these men on this podcast are people that has been through. Um, you know, the ups and downs and, and, and have found a way to um, to, tilt, to continuously prosper in this business, in this world, in the corporate America, um, you know, based on uh, having that chip on your shoulder. Um, so <clears throat> my advice to anybody out there in corporate America that's black is just uh, to continue to, to, to do, uh, to be you, um, but also be aware of, you know, your situation as well. Um, you know, don't don't get too big-headed situations. Um, respect people, get your respect, but respect is earned. Well, so don't um, always think that uh, every single situation that you deal with at work is a is a is a discrimination situation because every situation right. is not. Um, right. you just suck at your job sometimes. You know that's right. just what you it just, is. It's not just because you black, you know what I mean. So um, I do just wanted to cl- I wanted to clear that up because um, you know a lot of, some, well, most uh, I say half white people is is understanding what's going on. Um, So, um, that's what this podcast was for. So um, And this is what this episode was for. So, um, I appreciate you guys hopping on here. Do you guys have any closing remarks you wanted to say at all?
1: No, 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 no. Great topic. And to to add on to what you're saying, you know, uh, a lot of prejudice and uh, racism has evolved. So, this, for definitely, for me, this is not about black or white I mean, this is about you know experiences you know in corporate America from different you know you know races you know not just isolating anybody and uh, and hopefully this is for everyone's edification and we can learn from it and be better uh, and, and unite and um, and you know just learn from it. So that's my piece. Thanks.
2: Yeah, and then my closing remarks is just you know any person of color. Um, that's, you know, looking to get into corporate America, maybe in college right now. Uh, it's like, like Larvis and, and Deshaun was also saying the whole time, just, you know, kind of being aware of your surroundings um, and making sure that, you know, you, you own your P's and Q's. Like, be the best at your job. Don't be, don't be middle of the pack. Don't be, Don't go into anything looking to be almost oh, going to get by. I'm just here to get a check. You know what I'm saying? You want to be the best. If you a janitor, even if you're not in corporate America, you want to always put your best foot forward. And this goes for anything you're doing in life. Just put your best foot forward and um, you know, keep your chest high and just and believe in your abilities to, to be in that room. And when you're in those rooms, especially in corporate America, uh, don't look at it like, well, how, why am I here? How am I here? Just be confident in the fact that you're supposed to be here that you earned the right to be in this room and there's nobody in this room that's better than you and you're not better than anybody in that room. So just perform well, do your job, be confident, and just be the best person that you can be for that company and be the best person that you can be
0: for yourself as well. Facts. And then also, before we leave, to other black folks that see other black men in all these white companies, that does not make him no Uncle Tom. It don't make him no lame. And make him an educated black man that did what he was supposed to do to get to where he was or where he is. So just throwing that out there. Nobody really said that to me, but I know some people go through that. So, um, but I appreciate y'all hopping on here, taking the time to do that. Um, And this is a black man podcast. and Oh, yeah. Okay. All right.